0: Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with Allcare Pharmacy, discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at Allcare Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Email todaycb at rte.ie
1: You'll remember that Paul Mescal almost broke the internet when he gave that interview, Oscar Elga to TG Gahar on the BAFTA red carpet. My next guest argues that we all know and use more Irish words in everyday life than we think. And that's because many English words have Irish roots. And to tell us more, I'm joined by Cathy Scuffle, historian in residence with Dublin City Council. Good morning, Cathy. Good morning, Claire. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you again. Would you describe yourself as a Gaelgore?
0: Oh, no, no, Claire, no. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm socially interested in Irish. I think that's the best way to put it. And it's all because of my interest in history. Uh, you can't look at place names without looking at the link to Irish, and Ar- so it's it's a natural uh, link up, you know. And it it that's certainly is. It is. certainly yeah. is,
1: and we all know that our our place names in this country are linked back to the Irish uh, language. Now, how surprised though are people when they realise that they're using Irish words unconsciously in everyday speech when they're speaking in English?
0: Do you know, Claire? I honestly think they're delighted uh, because people figure it out for themselves, then you bring them through it carefully. I think it's a brilliant way of people developing, say, more confidence in using Irish because then they realise, well, they actually know a little bit more than they thought they did. Yes. And uh, so this this has been really rewarding. It came home to me, uh, during the lockdown, I was doing a talk with a group of American students and they were really excited to know that they were unknowingly using Irish words whenever they spoke, uh, they would have them in their everyday language. And they were actually quite delighted. And it, it was wonderful watching them realise that. So then I realised we're all the same, you know, <laughs> that be, you can find that little bit of Irish isn't it nice,
1: nice to hang on to it. So I'm, I'm sure you told them all about Brogue. <laughs> and tell us all about Brogue.
0: Now, isn't it a great word? Because obviously, it comes from "brogue," "brogue," your shoe. Uh, but it's also, and we've had a lot of talk about brogues and, and language today with the Oscars. Um, so, the Irish brogue or the you know the Scottish brogue, So, wh- how did the word for shoe get connected with an accent yes. or the way you spoke? So of course it has that dual meaning. I mean, it is the word for a shoe. It was obviously one that was used in the English speaking word, uh, English speaking world, about the type of shoes that Irish speakers or Gaelic speakers were wearing. So if you're wearing a rough stout shoe, then they linked that to the accent, and <laughs> so that's how the word brogue for an accent. Um, is connected to the types of shoes they used to wear. All right, so (laughs) now
1: now we're learning that brogue didn't just translate to shoe, a generic shoe, it translated to a particular type of shoe and that that led us on to to how people speak. Uh, One that people, I think, might be really surprised about, though, is the word phony and where that comes from.
0: Now, you wouldn't automatically associate a word beginning with PH as an Irish word, but think about the sound of it. So it actually comes from the word faunia, but a fawny, a particular type of fauna, faunia is the Irish word for ring. So a fawny was like a false ring, a brass ring used by rogues, say at a fair or at a festival. And it was like a cheater's ring. You yes. know, so you thought you were winning a gold one, but you are actually winning a, a brass ring. So a false ring, a phony, a phony, and it became phony. Okay. Phony is the word
1: for because I, I just associate the word phony with America.
0: Very much so. And I wonder, did it go in a roundabout way? It possibly uh, I, did. I, you know, and I'd love that discussion to take place because if we start understanding our words a bit more, I think then we understand our language a lot better. So mm-hmm. it, it's just a, it possibly did go with the diaspora. And uh, we say we sent a few rogues over who were doing
1: <laughs> selling the, the phony rings, the phony fohnias, yes. and then the obvious ones, um banshee. We've all been talking mm-hmm. about the banshees and Colleen.
0: Now, there, of course, banshee is two Irish words: ban for woman, she a fairy, fairy woman. But she becomes a little bit more, how would you put it? She, she's a little bit more sinister. The banshee is is the forebringer of, of maybe bad news or a death, you mm-hmm. know. So she has her own image. She's out there <laughs> looking after her own image. And, of course, Oscars, you know, banshee. The, uh, the American community today were using the word banshee and didn't even realise what it meant. But Colleen, well... Colleen, a girl's name, but also means the word girl, Colleen, comes from the Irish word Colleen, and that's a very popular name for You know, girls in America, and I think it's popular in other countries as well. I mean, certainly here we we have the odd Colleen that pops up.
1: Yes, we do. Um, But but mostly, I would say, in America. I think it's mostly American. We're going to talk about my favourite now. This is my favourite in terms of the explanation. And I am sure there are (laughs) lots of people who use the word boring in English and have no clue where it came from. But you're going to explain all to us now, Cathy.
0: I am. I am. So again, boreen. Bo is the first bit. So that's a cow. So a boreen meant a little road. Anything with ean on the end means small or little. So a boreen was a road that only a cow could go down. Just the one cow. <laughs> one cow. So we want to make it a bit bigger. So we widened the boreen into a bohar, into a road. Bohar means bow again, cow. Har could pass. So two cows could go by. So um,
1: <laughs> Isn't it great? I just, I, I love it. It's, it's, great. it's great. And it's perfect actually because that's exactly what a boring is, isn't it? Space it's, it's, enough yeah. for one cow and, and what more would you want? Um, <laughs> slogan now, Cathy, this is a, another surprise one I think for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, now what is the slogan? I mean, you know, in, in um, public relations we develop slogans, every company would have a slogan, but it actually comes from a Irish or Gaelic battle cry, slugam, so literally your cry when you're going into battle. Isn't that a brilliant way of thinking? slew uh, Slugam. And uh, so it, it's basically you're, you're going, going for victory, you know, so your battle cry, leading the forces. I think that's
1: brilliant. It Anyone is, and it's an, PR. it's an exact definition of, of the word <laughs> a, slogan pretty much slogan. as well. Yes, and that yes. brings us on then to the word hubbub.
0: Now, the, our GAA followers will love this because up is actually from that word we use, Abu, another victory cry or shout. So if Donegal, for example, are winning a football match or you know, a, a, any GAA team are winning a, a football match, it'll be Nagal Abu, victory to Donegal. Um, so it, it's actually up" has come from Abu. In a roundabout way, but it's got its roots in a boo, and I love that one. Okay, so that's the
1: supporters shouting for their team, and a big (laughs) and a big hubbub uh, then emerges from the crowd. Now we're good at name calling in the Irish language. I mean, we have far more insulting words, I think, than any other language. And I think Gael Gore's would be able to tell us a lot more about that. But there are a couple then that have transferred into the English language as well, like slob and brat. (laughs)
0: Okay, they're two nice ones. Uh, slab comes from the Irish word slab, and it actually means mud, silt. Dirt, muck, take your pick. (laughs) I think we get the picture. Um, So in other words, you know, if you're, it's a derogatory term, it would be a term for somebody dressing maybe inappropriately or not taking, you know, interest or care of themselves. So it comes from all of those ones at the lower ground level where everything has been contaminated by a flood or something, you know. So in other words, it's really the bottom
1: of the pile. So, So Slab comes from slab, Mm -hmm. which means uh, all of the above. And and Brat then comes from rough rag, but we just have time to come to this one, mentor, because that's our controversial one today, Cathy. Somebody got in touch to say this comes from Homer's odyssey. What do you say?
0: No, it could be. Uh, I'm not going to argue because this is what we want. We want people thinking about where these words come from. From my mind, mentor and mutor have a very, very close relationship. Um, Certainly one maybe is complementing the other. Uh, Again, I wouldn't argue the point, but this is what I want. I want people to be looking at words and saying, I wonder, is there a little bit more to that than we might realise? Cathy,
1: thank you so much. Cathy Scuffle their historian in residence with Dublin City Council. That's all we have time for. The programme was produced by Rachel Graham, researched by Emma Cawley, Louise Kerr-Ross was our broadcast coordinator. Mark Wagar was on sound. It's over to Louise.